The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I'm here with uh, my man, J.D. Harris. What's What's up, D? What's going on? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up. It's a three-day weekend. We got Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Man, it's been a long week. Long. Man. It, and yeah. it's Friday the 13th. Exactly. So that kind of makes me nervous a little bit. If it's a full moon. Yeah. Man, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily listen to that kind of noise. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped up for this today's show. Uh, you know. As I always am, we got some great stuff going on. Me and JD, we always, we always love to, you know, talk about different things and, and, you know, get things going. Uh, I want to take the first opportunity to, uh, uh, thank again my, our guy Grant. Uh, Grant works really, really hard for us. I mean, he prepares these, these, um, these shows for us every week and, uh, you know, we, we really, really appreciate it. Yes. You thank know? you, Grant. Yeah. I appreciate that. And, you know, even though you screw up sometimes, Grant, Damn it. <laughs> we really appreciate all your efforts. And, uh, again, we can't thank you enough. And, uh, me and JD were talking about giving you a raise. So we're, we're, we're working on it. Well, we'll talk about that after a certain point in the show where I have an insert. Uh, have- uh, so Grant, you might be in trouble because he's, he's not quite sold on your numbers in terms of, uh, the football picks. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that down the line. Uh, any, anything, uh, anything going on special for you, Martin Luther King Day, JD? Martin Luther Monday? King Day is a day of rest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> day yes, of yes. rest. I got you. I what got about you? you? What, what are you yeah, doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm doing anything that big on Martin Luther King Day. Monday, I'm like the, I mean, I, I think, you know, this year we're going to start a tradition. Uh, you know, at at the house, my sister and and niece, and I, I think we're gonna uh, spend a few minutes at least just acknowledging the day and acknowledging you know what it's about and 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 what it's for. Uh, I think that's really important. Absolutely. You know, Veterans Day we take a moment of silence. Memorial Day we take a moment of silence. You know, uh, again to to you know really take in what it's really about. Because I mean, again, for us, you know, it's a day, day off. off. Yeah, it's a day off. I don't need to work and, you know, whatever. But and, and, you know, you come over to my house, I have a couple pictures of them. No, up absolutely, and, and, right. And, and especially here in the state of Arizona, you know, the cha- the changes to have the holidays celebrated. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. You, did you have it off it. when you were in high school? No, they, they, it was it was a teacher's day off. Ah. It was a day of teaching. Uh that was towards the end of the career, like uh, during like elementary and junior high, you'd had to decide whether or not you just weren't going to come in this class because there was nothing special done. Mm-hmm. And that that I remember, I remember a couple years where I was like, wow, you know, I talked to my father, like, you know, should should shouldn't we take a day off? I mean, like, you know, 
I don't think, you know, should I go to school? Of course, my dad was like, absolutely, you're going to school. That's all there is to that. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I just always thought it was strange that we never did anything. And then obviously I got old enough to really realize it and why. So again, I'm not, I'm not going to get political and all that stuff. Oh, no, I don't, no. you know, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so I think we're going to start a new tradition at the home front. Uh, uh, they don't know it yet, but they just are hearing about it right now. Um, <laughs> you ain't never seen no Martin Luther King. No, you don't King. know nothing about no Martin Luther King. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna start a tradition. It's gonna be good. Uh, so let's 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 jump right into it, JD. Because I got, I, I, I'm telling you, uh, what kind of odds do you think you would have gotten in Vegas for the national championship game if they told you the odds are one, Alabama's gonna shut them out first, okay? Then not only are they gonna shut them out, they're gonna get less than what 110 yards. <laughs> then wait, wait, and then like second quarter, their best receiver is going to be out of the game. He ain't, he ain't even going to contribute. So Maze is gone. How about getting past the fifth yard line? Right, and then so the total yardage, and then that you say, hey, so what's going to happen is is I think Alabama's not even going to let LSU get past the fifty yard line. What kind of bananas odds would you get in Vegas? Well, my eyes were lost at first of all LSU losing the game. Okay, well th- there you go. They, I mean, just okay. So there's a lot of people that said LSU was just going to win the game. Fact, but that's fact. But then you tell them no. Not only are they going to lose, they're going to get embarrassed. I was embarrassed. What I didn't. Even, I'm not an LSU alum. Right. I, and one of my boys, Wendell Davis, uh, LSU. Hall of Fame inductee. Absolutely. Yep, I'm like, yep, yep. I was feeling bad. I was calling him like he was playing the game. Dog, what y'all do? <laughs> I mean, come on. If I was gambling, I would have really been mad. Oh, man. I mean, think about that. What kind of odds? It would have been like a million and a half. Somebody, at least a thousand. Somebody's walking around. Loaded. <laughs> well, I don't even know if they would offer those kind of odds. Like, you know, you they know, have crazy they, odds. Yeah, they do. But, I mean, that kind of crazy odds. I mean, that's just bananas. I, I watched the game, and I was like, okay, well, Six field goals or whatever, no big deal, right? LSU's going to go into halftime, right? And then they're going to come back out, and they're going to be a whole different team, right? Because they got, they got the defense, and they got the tools, and they've, they've proven that they can do it. Uh, no. More of the same. And I thought that after LSU, and, and what do you think? After they first came out second half, right? And they I went in three LSU, and out. Yeah. They went three and out. After that, I thought, okay, they're going to bring in the other guy. What was the other guy's name? The other uh, quarterback for them? I forgot. Uh, not Jefferson, but not Jefferson. They were going to bring in another quarterback because he's warming up. Yep. And I was like, okay, so there it is. I mean, defense for LSU, Ben's didn't break, and they were shutting down Richardson. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, until, they were throwing the ball the, Yeah. Until the very end, that was that's that's the one that broke the. I mean, that broke their back. I felt I mean, like one of. Alabama's best offensive players by far was, was Jefferson. Was Jefferson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For LSU. <laughs> yeah, no, ab- absolutely. But then they put in this that, that redshirt freshman or whatever the kid's name is. God, I'm drawing a blank on everybody today. Um, they put in that freshman, and he's he's jumping up and going crazy, you know, taking, you know, making big catches, jumping over the honey badger yeah, and all that. I mean, you're, just. You're like. I'm like, who is that kid? I mean, there's a lot of people. And, like, what? And their game plan to keep Honey Badger busy 
was a good game plan. They they had him out there in man He's coverage. Made him covered people, and make then, him and move then on the screens, you can see who their target was to cut. That's that's I I, I w- I'm I'm blown away. I was simply blown away. And again, I, I, I felt bad for him because I felt like defensively, LSU held everybody in reasonable check. They bent, they didn't for three break. Quarters, I, for three quarters. They bent, they didn't break. They were like, okay. And I think as a head coach, Les Miles, and again, I'm not, again, I'm an armchair court, uh, armchair coach. I don't know much about it other than I've been a part of some great teams. I've been a part of some terrible teams. And I know that the morale on LSU, first three and out, you get the ball back, second half, three and out. For the defense, you got to go to the other quarterback. Right? I mean, don't you got to, well. Yeah, I mean. Because but his stats were terrible too, though. His was like one yeah, touchdown and seven picks or some. He had more picks number. than a touchdown. Right, four and seven or something like that. But, three but here's my thing: I felt like it is is easier to have an opinion. But I felt like no one from LSU really. I mean, Honey Badger wasn't himself. He let the one where he was going to act like he was walking away and run the punt. I, I I just felt like no one really. Came to shine, you like their face. It was yeah. a dismal look. Yeah, uh, it was really low energy. It definitely, definitely seemed. Like it, it was like they were hanging out on bourbon the night before. Right. It, it, that's exactly what it felt like. It did feel like that. And you know, I know the the announcers were talking about. Well, okay, so they're going to bring another guy, but they're like, I don't know. The other guy's stats are not that good. But I thought for defense. I guess, and maybe I'm maybe I'm completely way off. You bring in a new quarterback, you say to the defense, "Hey, we want to we want to try to make some changes. We want to try to get something, do something different." And the defense will be like, "All right, well, at least they're trying." Well, and one of the things too, bringing in a guy, and one of the things I felt because Alabama's defense was so good, you know, getting back to their screen passes and things that made them successful in the past. Right. I mean, and also giving your quarterback rhythm and Opening up the run game, they weren't having none of nothing. That. I mean, they, Alabama was like, we're, "You're not doing nothing on us. I mean, not, you can't even take a snap. You're not throwing. <laughs> you're not. You're not running on us. You're not faking us out. You're not doing any of that stuff. There's no misdirection. We're just going to be everywhere all the time, ready to bring the fury." And, and I'll have to say this: I'm not a Nick Saban fan, right? But his staff out coached. They coached the hell out of I, that game. Man, Good night. I, I mean, national championship game. <laughs> like, I, I mean, wow. I know it's hard to beat someone three times in a row or whatnot, but that, I thought it was going to be a, a fist fight, if anything. Right. That uh, one was like you up in a corner and being like, okay. Yeah, they're just taking <laughs> body shot after body shot. And again, that, that big run that then, you know, Richardson broke it out and boom, gone. I was like, Psst, that's that. It's a wrap. That's that. I mean, that, that's the, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I just was like in shock, in awe of that game. Uh, so, and then, so moving from there, obviously Richardson, Richardson's going to the draft, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to go to the draft. First rounder? Yeah. First rounder? Late, I say mid, late. Mid to late. And it's funny, too. They were saying for a, a underclassmen, for running backs, kind of our picking back off our discussion last right. week, it is wise for an underclassman running back to go out yeah. and not take another year hitting I to get remember, that second I contract. I remember them saying that, and I remember thinking about it, and I was like, I think it's a, it's a situation-to-situation thing. I think it's situation to situation because I think 
for me, if I were to come back another year, again, again, you, you, you just never know. I think you're right. I think you just never know. You got to take your shots when you're ready, when you think you're ready to take a shot. But I think for me, um, could I have used another year of experience at playing running back? Because prior to that, I played total of my career four years, three years running back. Okay. Uh, so, so experience wise, that might have helped. Yeah, but I don't you didn't think, take those shots. Think, right. But, but ball, when Wisconsin is known to do what? Yeah. Run the ball. And now you have Russell Wilson leaving. You have Toon leaving. Well, I, I he's going to be the focal point, and that means if as a D coordinator, it depends I'm, on what they got coming up. I mean, you just don't know. You just don't know what they got in the it, hopper. It, I'm think again. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because Wisconsin I, hasn't been known in the past ten years, except for this year with Russell Wilson, to really be big in a pass game. Right, and I, and I get that, but I I want to give him credit because I do think that the easier decision. The easier decision would be to listen to the money and the glam and the glitz and go, let's go to the NFL versus going, you know what? I'm going to tough it out another year. And I say tough it out because, you know, college ain't, you know, even though you're on scholarship, you still got to survive. I mean, you still got to live. You still got to eat. I mean, it's an all year. I mean, I think people get a misconception that when you're on scholarship, everything's paid for and everything's taken care of. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do the best they can. Within the NCA rules, but nobody's living fat in college unless their parents are supporting them. But I wasn't living fat in college. So for me, you know, if I would have decided to stay another year, that's another year of no money. Is <laughs> relative to where you attend school, too. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, are, are, you, are you taking shots at? Are you I'm, taking shots? I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right. Uh, I but, just. But here's the here's the other thing too. Right. Learning from Willis McGahey. Right. Get the contract or get the insurance policy, even though like he had a million dollar policy when you could have probably made like a guy like Ball has the potential to make maybe ten, twelve million. Right. You know. Put yeah. The, that was yeah. You know the thing that they talked about that with me too, and either way, my parents would still have to come up with the loot for that policy. And that's Depends not cheap. on the university. Well, and the but the way but the way it works out is <laughs> your parents have to pay that 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 policy. And if your parents don't have the I don't know what it is eight hundred dollars a month. Let's say it's at the cheapest five hundred dollars a month to pay it. If your parents ain't got that extra cash, I mean, you don't get no policy. That's the thing. Like, oh, just get a policy. That's easy. Well, that's no. fine. But somebody's still got to pay for it. They're not just going to give you a policy and cover you and, you know, and not give you, you know, you have to pay for the policy. So Absolutely. that in itself, I mean, I'm sure your parents, you know, my parents probably would have scrapped together a few bucks to try to figure that out. But, man, I mean, and let's say, you know, you don't need it. You know, you finally get to the league and know you pay, you had to pay your parents back, yeah, I mean, back yeah. which is fine. Safe than sorry, but okay. if you don't got it, then there's no way that you can even be safe. That's and then that's point. what that's when you go back. I mean, your whole objective, even with the going to college, is to get an education to be able to support and secure your future. And and thus, yeah, no, I I agree, but I, I I'm not quite sure that the. We'll, we'll talk. We'll yeah, talk later. Because I was going. Yeah. Talk yeah. About we'll. This. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss after the break. We're going to take. A, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we'll get back. Me and JD will discuss this. Uh, 
this this leaving early and coming out and then going back into college and so on and so forth. So we're going to take a brief break. Uh, Thurnell Autry, J.D. Harris, Voice America, Outside the Spotlight. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Thank you very much, Irene. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you see me? Yeah, you see me? Irene. I dropped it. I dropped it. I was going to call her Becky today. <laughs> Irene. I like that. That's a good one. I, I like that a lot. So anyway, so me, me and JD, again, we, we, all, we have a discussion. Um, uh, and it was just by stemming back from last week about money ball. Uh, yeah, ball, right? No. Yeah. It's ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ball coming back for a senior year as opposed to leaving as a junior. And, uh, you know, our, our opinions vary based on, you know, he had, he had made a mention right before we went to break that, you know, the reason to go to college is to support your family and, you know, get yourself set up financially and so on and so forth. And, and, and I agree with that assessment. However, I don't think that I'm not sure that I 100 percent agree with that you going to college is your step to going to pro uh, because I feel like you are setting yourself up when you go right. If you walk in the door at college, going, I'm going to be an NFL football player, you know, that's I think that's a bad, that's a bad move. It's less than two percent of college players that end up in the NFL. Right. So, so what I'm saying is that you got you got guys that are going to Ohio State or University of Miami, going to Notre Dame, going, I'm going to the NFL from here. That's it. So I don't care what I study, and I'm going to leave as a junior because. The point of going to college is to set myself up for my future. Now, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, you know, I don't, and, and I also th- don't think that college is for everyone. 
right? And I don't solicit to the only way to be a success in this world is to go to is go to college. I don't believe in that either. However, I am saying that college does provide for a lot of great things and does and the success rate definitely inc- you help you your chances in the long run, right? True. So but so 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 I guess my point is that I, I am I am not a proponent of going to college and leaving early on the based solely on the theory that I went to college to go to the NFL to then be able to provide for my family for the long run because the bottom line is football is not a long term thing. Absolutely. Football is football is as as quick and as fast as it as as it happens to you, essentially, because, you know, you can go in as a freshman and get blown away. And by blown away, I mean, get your knee blown and you're done. And during that same time, while you're in school, they can remove your scholarship because of injury. Right. Exactly. And so and, and so J.D. was looking at this article, I guess, that, that came up in uh, USA Today, uh, basically pointing to the fact that, you know, universities can actually pull your scholarship from you. And they're trying to figure out a way to, to guarantee them. Yeah, here, here, here I'm going to just read a quick e- right. insert excerpt from it. It says, players can now lose scholarships for any reason, such as an injury or because a new coach doesn't like them. That's open to abuse, yet the NCAA proposed change has spurred outrage from scores of schools. Indiana State officials, for example, complained that a five-year commitment might leave them stuck with a student-athlete they don't want. Guess they value the athletes more than the student. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I, you know, and I guess, I guess I was always of the opinion that your scholarship was as good as you decided that you, like, you know, if I, like, for instance, I tried to leave my freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to Northwestern. I was just young, dumb, and just homesick and missed all my friends from high school. And it's just so cold here. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, you know, I was, I was young and I was not very excited and pleased about the snow in the winter and all the studying that I had to do at Northwestern. I wasn't pleased about that. So I thought and I and I and I looked at it and I figured, well, if I'm walking away, then clearly they could pull my scholarship. Mm-hmm. But I think I could go somewhere else. And apparently there's all these rules and regulations of when you leave a school, if you go to the same conference and you have to sit out two years, if you go to a different conference and you have to sit out one year or go down a level mm-hmm. and then come back up. So under that premise, I assumed that there was always going to be a scholarship kind of in the in the wind, some way, shape, form, or another. That if you left Notre Dame, Notre Dame didn't have to honor your scholarship because you left there. I never considered that Notre Dame could get rid of somebody because they didn't like them or didn't think that they were on the up and up. I thought that you know maybe they because I always felt like it was kind of on them. I mean, they picked the person. You know what I mean? Like, they picked the athlete. So, if you picked it, then I think it's kind of foul in my mind that you could then go, well, you know, you weren't as fast or you didn't develop as strong as I thought you were and and you're not as, you know, you didn't grow as tall as I thought you would, so we're going to have to take the scholarship, which I think would be bad business publicly. Yeah, but then the new coaches, what happens when a new coach comes and you have those one-and-donners just like at Pitt? You know, so and I've been, but that's the thing. I've been through that too, though. In that, um, we had players on our team that were not Barnett's people, mm-hmm. and we had one class. So the fifth-year seniors were not Gary Barnett's people. Okay, and I know that they felt like there was a definite difference. Uh, maybe there was two classes, but either way, there was people on our team 
that felt like we're not Coach Barnett's people. So we're probably not going to get the kind of love and tick, and by tick I mean playing, playing time, time, that that the people that Barnett picked, right? Yeah. So, but it, it never, it, it didn't seem like, because I feel like, I feel like he would have if he could have, got rid of some people that maybe, that maybe were, that didn't fit the system. It did, and again, each place is different. Right. And, I mean, you're talking about Northwestern. Right. It had Northwestern and Stanford are unique in terms of major college athletics. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe. And, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they are. But at the same time, and things have changed over the years. Oh, at that yeah. Time, oh, at that yeah. time, got, coaches weren't leaving within one or two years. I mean, you, I mean, in terms of coaching philosophies, things have changed. I mean, football has oh, I, evolved. I, I, yeah, it definitely, and, and I and I agree with that. I, I I definitely think it definitely has evolved. But I do think that there has still been, you know, coaches that you know for Coach Barnett, you know, Northwestern in my mind wasn't his dream job, right? It was just wasn't his dream job. His dream job was Colorado, Colorado. which I. I don't knock him for it. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, that's been probably his dream job since he was an assistant at Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I get it. And so when that job comes up, and you never know when it does come up, you got to take it. That's your dream job. You got to take it. So, you know, do I think how you handle it and you know breaking up and you know a coach to players is always terrible? Yeah, but but when I'm going back to it. You know, yeah, I'm a new coach. I come in. We have these old, old guys there. There's a way. You don't have to say I'm getting rid of you because I don't like you. But there's a way you can make. Oh, the, yeah, you could probably make them feel. Yeah, yeah, you can make them feel like, oh, listen, you probably should transfer because you're never going to play here. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, maybe if I, I mean, were you, take away the reps. You don't even have to. I mean, you could do it without. Articulate. Yeah, you could do that, and I think maybe Northwestern was different than that. People went to Northwestern because they were going to go for school. So if I'm going for a scholarship there, then I'm not going to leave. And if you want to cut me from the team, I'm still going to try to. I still hope that they honor my scholarship because I came here for that. Again, but and that's a different. I I mean, because you guys had different academic standards getting in that were not the same as most NCAA institutions. No, I, I got you, and I think. I think, I mean, I think it would probably be different. I mean, obviously the landscape is different from school to school and division to division. And, and you know, USC works different than probably Florida State that works different than Nebraska that then works different than Northwestern that then works different than Pitt. So I, I think I get it. I get it. And, I, and I'm sure that, you know, there was time, there was a lot, but I'm sure I know there was tons of players that went to a school the coach changed or coach moved or the system changed and the system, you know, was different and they don't get any reps and they go, well, I mean, if I'm never going to play, I might as well go somewhere else. Look at Michigan. What, what the question was with Denard Robinson and you right. know, Mitch Rodriguez or Rich Rodriguez leaving. Right. You just, qu- what yeah. do I do now? Right. Exactly. Do I, do I stay and, and, and hope that the new coach comes in? will 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 build an offense around me, or 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 do I have to convert into a, a slot receiver, or receiver, yeah. or do I have to transfer and and play somewhere else? I mean, I I feel like in that regard, I would like to think that, 
with one team doesn't want you, somebody else will. Oh, absolutely. And if you're on that level, you know what I mean, somebody's going to give you a scholarship. So, you know, Notre Dame could probably take my scholarship, but if I if Notre Dame takes it away, I know Michigan, I know maybe, you know, Nebraska, maybe Florida State, maybe somebody else is going to want me. But I think it looks bad for the university. Also, with the release, there they have some saying you can't go to another uh, team. And yeah, so therein lies the <laughs> crux of what happened with me. You know, Barnett was like, "Hey, you know, you should stay on this team, but if you just leave, I could put your scholarship in." And you know, he didn't threaten me or nothing like that. But we found out that he could he could say, "You know what? I'm not going to release you from your scholarship," which means that I'm still technically at Northwestern. I can't play anywhere else unless I go down a level. And I think I had to go down for two years yep. and then have one year left of eligibility or whatever. I mean, it never came to that. But, you know, you're right. I mean, they, they do sort of kind of got you, right? But I tend to think that, and again, maybe I'm giving too much credit to, uh, <laughs> I'm giving too much credit maybe to the, 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 uh, the talent of the individual, right? I mean, uh, I guess you know, Randy Moss, uh, he went Florida to State, and Notre Dame, right? And Marshall, he went to Notre Dame. Florida State. He, he went to Florida State too. He went to Notre Dame first, right? But then he went to Florida State, mm-hmm. and then he ended up at Marshall. Yep. So I, I mean, if you're talented, you just are are, are messing up outside of it. I think that's one thing. It's a totally different thing when they put you in a pri- high prize as an athlete and you get out there and you're just not what they thought you were going to be. You just never developed into that. Um, I, I, I just couldn't imagine. I can't imagine the university going, you know, we picked you and we thought you were going to be but a hell of a freshman. But you're university. You know the coaches. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah, I, guess, I, guess, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. But, again, the only time I see that happening is when, again, new coach comes in. Is I don't. That, I don't like. I don't like the style of what everybody's doing. I got to work with what I got. Um, you know, this player fits. That player fits. But this other player doesn't fit. And I don't know if I can figure out a way to 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 get him in there. So maybe I have a heart to heart with him and I say, Hey, listen, we're not taking your scholarship, but we certainly aren't going to be able to play. do anything with you. Yeah. But my thing is, is that if you, I, I, I don't think. And maybe we need to look this up. I think if you do cut a player, you don't get to keep that scholarship. That scholarship is gone until the next year. So, so what I'm saying is, is that because if you could do that, people would be doing it all the time. They cut him. I want to bring him in and still keep the scholarship. So I think that if you cut someone, let's say you genuinely go, "Hey, I don't want you. You're not playing. I suggest you leave," and then we take your scholarship. You don't, you can't put somebody back onto that scholarship until the next next year. Next year. So I think so. I, so I think maybe that's why it's not as not done that often because it doesn't really help you one way or another unless you're a complete cancer to the team. And then they go, we got to cut this kid. We can't keep him around. We'll go without the scholarship. We just can't even, you know. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, causing a lot of controversy. It just all depends. Causing issues, you know, causing. I mean, ruckus. look at what happened at Notre Dame at the with the quarterback situation. You had uh, Christ, uh, Christ, Christ, Christ or whatever and then the other quarterback, and they lo- both quarterbacks left, and they were left with Tommy Reese. Right. So, oh, Joe, Joe uh, Montana's son. Right. So you lost Chris and Montana's son, 
because they're like, okay, here we have this kid, Reese, and he played as a freshman. Now he has to control the offense as a sophomore. Right. I'm I'm up. No, I, you know, I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I I I think that you you have to you know as a player, obviously. I mean, you don't control all the things that are going around you, but I think you can control you know obviously your effort and and what you put into it. And so I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I think we take a quick break because I'm kind of speechless and I'm not quite sure what to say. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get back to the N, uh, NFL. Yeah, now now yeah, when we get back from break, we're definitely gonna break out this NFL thing because I know I know I can see it on JD's face. He's burning to get out that Tebow stuff. He's burning. So we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a break right now. This is Darnell Lottery. JD Harris, Voice <laughs> <Place laughs> America, outside the spotlight. We'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports kevin lewis has been a student of the game his entire life from little league to the nfl tune in wednesdays at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern right here on voice america sports hustling with k lewis it's not where you start it's how you finish this is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. And so so we're going to break this thing out with uh, with this football stuff, what's been going on uh the playoffs from last weekend. And then we're going to talk briefly about what's going on this up-and-coming weekend. So well, let's start out with the lesser game, the Houston-Atlanta. Um, was it Houston-Atlanta? There's a team in Atlanta? <laughs> After this game? Oh, man. Two points? That's it? That's what you got? What, Bernard Turner, you there? Hello, hello, is this thing on? Julio Jones? Oh, the wick was blown out. Oh, man. Was anybody in there? I was I again. I watched the game and I was just shocked. I was shocked. I mean, not that I wasn't surprised. That, I mean, Houston's—they got a great defense. I give them that. But again, it, it was almost like the LSU Bama game. You're expecting at least a, sl- a slugfest. It was quiet. Uh, hello. <laughs> it was well, like Hillary a library. Jones, Roddy White, you there? I mean, it was yeah. Matt Ryan. Which, and my sister, we we always talk about it. Um, you know, when we look at we watch football games and we look at the pictures the players pop up and you know i think that certain players you look at them and they just got it mm-hmm. you just 
You, you could just see it on their face. You could see it the way they play. Good, bad, and different at the time that you're watching them. Some players got it, right? Julio Jones clearly has it. You know, A.J. Green clearly has it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Blake Gabbard, uh, what's his name, Blaine Gabbard? I don't think he's got it. No. Sanchez, I don't think he's got it. Nope, Christian Ponder. I don't think he's got it. But, and, and again, we're just, this is as surface as it gets. I mean, my sister doesn't know much about how they did in college. He does, she doesn't know much about, uh, until fantasy. You know, she didn't know much about the stats, but you look at people, you, you look tell, in their eyes. The eyes are a window to the soul. You could tell when and somebody. I'm is- sti- <laughs> I don't think Matt Ryan has it. I thought, I thought for sure this situation, the team that he's got right now against a Houston team. At, I mean, home, right? Mm-hmm. They were at home. I thought that this game was going to be the game that said, because I was on the fence with Matt Ryan. I'm like, I, I'm like Matt, Matt Ryan. He's had some big, you know, 400 yard games, and he's had some like mediocre 200 yard games. You know, so he's kind of all over the place. And I get, you know, I get that he's got a lot of talent around him, so you got to kind of do what you got to do. But I thought this game. And me and my sister talked about it. We we're like, okay, this is the game. This is the game that tells you whether or not he's got it or he simply just doesn't. And it didn't look good. Not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, yeah. I be, looking in a huddle, is that who you want to deal I, with? I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm speechless because I thought, you know, because Matt Ryan has flashes of greatness where he goes and throws deep balls to Julio Jones. You go, wow, that's incredible. And he's, you know, he's on fire and Atlanta's, you know, on top and, and their D is showing up and their D's are making plays. But more importantly, their offense can score. You got Roddy White, Julio Jones, uh, your boy Sanchez, the Barna Turner. They have, um, Oh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Gonzalez, right? They got, <laughs> what do they call him? Sanchez, dog. Oh, no, that just, <laughs> That's just because he's Latin. That's just wrong. Just my bad. That's that, that just that's wrong on so many different levels. I was thinking of, uh, unfortunately, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, who's yeah, who's doesn't got it either. And I, I, I think they're going to eat him up. I think, I think. You think? I, think, I mean, no. I think they're literally going to serve him up. I think they're going to cut him up and they're actually eat him because I think I think they're almost done with him. I think they're almost done no, with him. You didn't hear the cheers for Peyton when y'all when the team president and. The owner has to come in and defend you. Yeah, it's getting bad. Yeah, Jets are getting bad. Uh, so Atlanta, and I, I don't know what happened to you. I, uh, I don't know. I thought it would be a better showing. Two points. That's not. It's not that impressive. And then that JJ Watts, that pick that he, I was like, what? Wow, that was yeah. that was one of the most athletic defensive end catches I've ever seen. I mean, he didn't just bat it up and then catch it. He caught it in the air. Yeah. That's hardcore. Bop, let me get that out of you. Done. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay, so, so JD. So now let's get to the other game. Dude. <laughs> I picked the Steelers. <laughs> what did I say? I the know. Steelers I load up too. the Steelers loaded up the and stopped the run. And they did. Kind of. Sort of. Not, not really. really. No, not no. really. No, I, they I was do. like, this did not look like the Steelers. No. no but you can see not. the difference. Also, with Ryan Clark not being in the game. Right. And Ike Taylor, wow. who was very similar to Ike Turner, 
with, and what's love got to do with it? With oh. Tina Turner in the limo, that last scene? <laughs> when she beat him with the boot? Oh, I, 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 I mean, yeah, Ike Turner, that, that. he was T-boying on his flight back from Denver to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Except for, I think it was Tears. Oh, no. It wasn't no, Tears no. of Joy. Oh, I know he sent out a tweet or Twitter. A tweeter, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I don't tweet or Twitter, whatever it is. But I know he put out there that he, you know, he picked the wrong time to, to have the worst game of his, you know, to have one of the worst games of his career, you know, and he apologized to his friends and family and, and friends be, and fans. And he should have just, I think he might have been better to remain quiet because Demarion Thomas owned him. Yeah. And I'm a Tebow fan because he's a competitor, but Demarius Thomas, Right. Made it happen. I mean, defense was doing what they were doing, but he was balling. And, you know, again, I I try. Again, I like Tebow as a winner. I think he's a great winner. I get that. I'm just not completely sold on him as a quarterback, but he's winning. So, okay, fair enough. And I think that Pittsburgh's game plan and the fact that they didn't even change it up, they didn't even change it up. They just like we're just gonna continue to do exactly what we're doing, and Tebow was lobbing the balls up. Hitting I think me ground. and you could me and you could have made some of them passes. We mm-hmm. just he just lob them up to a space and let the guys run underneath them, which is good. Which is I mean that's what you're supposed to do. Pittsburgh's gonna do that. I think that Pittsburgh's defensive game plan, I think, bit them. Well, I think they. I thought I felt like second half they made some adjustments, but not enough. But, but having a single safety, yeah. I mean, Troy Polyamo is better in the What'd box. What you call him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Polyamo. <laughs> well, anyway, Troy Polyamo. That's hysterical. Okay, from USC. <laughs> Polyamo. Yeah. Okay. Polyamo. Yeah. Uh, I messed Polyamo. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. But he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he really got exposed too with wow. playing that single safety because he takes his strength. Chances. Yeah, his strength is chances. in a box. Yeah, he jumps. He's a he linebacker. Jumps routes. He jumps routes. He he gets you know he bites on things and and, and I think eighty percent of the time it works out. Twenty percent of the time it does not work out. And that twenty percent was most of the game. And, and, and see, and that's where Ryan Clark makes right. the difference because he's. He's normally not out there unless it's a uh, a cover two look. Right. And I think getting that single safety and it killed him because Denver actually their offensive coordinator on that the la- on the first drive in the, uh, overtime it was faking the zone yep. the option read yep. single safety with that dig coming across. Yep. Boom. 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 It's boom. A, boom. And it was a foot race. Right. So, I mean, but then again, here's a guy that couldn't hit anybody for a good part of the game. And that ball was right on stride for Demarius. Yeah, yeah. And that just goes to show you only need one point to beat someone. Yeah. I mean, such as, <laughs> you know, you're right. Such as, I mean, such as NFL, you know, I think it's funny that we, uh, you know, uh, back in the day when Wanstat, you know, was the coach at <laughs> Chicago. Wani. Uh, yeah, big Wani. Uh, you know, we would say, you know, he'd say things like, you know, shit, you, you you take away ten points from them and you give us ten points and we win the game. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, but in the long run, we didn't get those ten points and they did and we lost. So, I mean, it, that that's what it reminds me of. That yeah, you're right. It only takes one, one, one point to win. It only takes, you know. One touchdown pass to win a game, you know what I mean. So it's it, they always say it's a game of inches, which is they're absolutely correct. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely correct. And so he pulled that out, and they won. They were a great offensive plan. They 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 uh, they exposed Pittsburgh for what they were going to do to them. They had an answer for it. They made more adjustments, and they continued to stay within the flow of the game. Tebow wasn't taking more chances than he needed to. And Big Ben probably should have been sitting down. And therein lies the question. He should have been sitting two weeks before. Yeah. You know, sit him two weeks before. Let him fully get healthy. But I, I don't think they could because they were still battling for the first place, first spot. But I think you sit him, you rest him, you know you're going to be in the playoffs. Worst case scenario, you're number two, which you ended up being anyway. Mm-hmm. You're a wild card anyway, right? Yep. So you sit down, you 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 take the the rest, and then you come back and you're fresh, and you make the throws you need to make. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And And, you know... You you, you 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 do what you need to do, but but, <laughs> but you know it, it was clear that he was not the same. It was not they were not the same team. Uh, you know Pittsburgh. I mean you know Denver knocked them down. It's, it's no Mendenhall. No uh, Mendenhall. But, but Redmond was Redmond was, was effective. It was effective. But again, you know, I, I just feel like the adjustments didn't seem to be made. Uh, uh, you know. It, I don't know. They felt like it uh, felt like they were just going to stick with what they do, and that's that. Yeah. That's it. That's and, all there is to it. Let's not get it twisted. Denver's defense is good. Yeah, they're talented. Absolutely. And, and that, Absolutely. that play Champ Bailey makes that could yeah. make the difference in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You're talking about pro bowler, no, potential absolutely. Hall of Famer. No, absolutely. I mean, no, I, I would agree with that assessment. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And, and again, they, they sacked him. They sacked Big Ben, and you could see it on his face. And I felt bad for him because you could see it on his face. And he's a warrior, and I and I and I love Ben Roethlisberger for the warrior in him. Yes. Okay. I don't know about all the other stuff that's in him. Uh, what's on his mind and the things is extracurricular. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know what where his mind is with that. But yeah, his as toughness, as it, his toughness is. There's no question about his toughness. No. Um, and I do think, and I'm not quite sure they have anybody to go to after him. No, it's you know, Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch, and they had but, Dixon. Isn't Dixon still there? Yeah, but Charlie Batch is a manager where Ben makes plays happen. Where yeah. Right. And, and, and Charlie Batch is not going to lose you the I, game. He's just going to try to stay within the frame and not make any extra. And that's where I like Dixon, right? Because he's a right. He could create something when he he makes them have to defend one more option, right? But I don't think that Dixon has the experience, and I don't think he's going to get the experience there. But you know what? There's a lot of people. You didn't think Yates was going to be the guy that would be playing? Yeah, that's a different circumstance situation, though. I think because before that, I think that. He was Shab wasn't Shab wasn't the cornerstone as long in Houston as Big Ben had. No, been but what I'm saying Pittsburgh. is, but Yates was behind Matt Liner. No, I, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say no more. Say no more. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, so we've so we've decided <laughs> that Pittsburgh won. Pittsburgh lost the game, and also Denver won, won the game. So they both helped each other out with the lopsided outcome of the game. Absolutely. Atlanta just didn't show up, it seemed like. They thought it was going to be a warm-up, and it was not clearly that. Houston let them have it. So that so we're clear on those. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break again, and then we're going to come back with some um, with our picks and, and hopefully this time uh, we'll have an opportunity to discuss some of the past picks. Uh, what? 
I'm and, not liking you right yeah, now. Yeah, I know, I know. He doesn't I, I, like I'm, it. I'm like Floyd right now. Yeah, I know, I know. I know you ain't liking it. I know you ain't liking it. But uh, we're going to take a break. Darnell Autry. J.D. Yeah, outside the spotlight, Voice of America. We'll be back with you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. It's the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Zeiss. This week on the show will be... Rory Podoski with Ruger, Mike Barnum with Galco, Stephanie Sanford with the NRA, Shepard Humphreys with Shooting and Jackson Hole, Outdoor News Highlights, plus Chance Orth and Cat Daddy when we talk about Conceal and Carry. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. So I figured... Uh, in this last segment, we do some uh, review of, of the record because he keeps bringing it up. Yeah, he, he, he keeps bringing it up. Jay, he keeps bringing it up. So I wanted to settle it all out right now and kind of go through it so that that way there's no question as to where we are overall. There is question in the standing. This. Well, there's question on one. One. Let's say. Let's say. Let, let's say. Let's say it is that. Okay. Anyway, if, if, if it's flawed. Then there's means there's other flaws. Yeah, that you would like to hope so as a, as an attorney that you wish you were. Anyway, so before JD got on, um, I was nine and five uh, week. Uh, I don't know what week it was, but eleven four uh, November the fourth. I went nine and five, not so much. And then uh, JD came on that that following eleven eighteen, and uh, we did our picks, and uh, I ended up uh, eleven and two. Uh, so and, and JD. Was, excuse me. You were. What, what was your right? Yeah. What was your? No sir. Okay. <laughs> JD was nine and four, <laughs> and then the following week we missed a week, and then because that was uh, New Year's, and then we came back that following week, and I went to eleven and four, and JD, you went. Okay. Okay, you went <laughs> ten and five. <laughs> And then the following week, I went 13-2, and two, which there's no way possible that you was going to win that one. Where'd you go again, J.D.? What was that one again? Uh, he, still no he still doesn't speak English. Je ne parle. Uh, <laughs> also, now he only speaks French. Uh, he was 10-5 and five that week. And then week, and then December 16th, I was 8-7. and seven. J.D., you were... 
<laughs> seven, seven and eight. JD missed that following week. Oh, that wasn't the New Year's. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was Dude. Thanksgiving. So that was Thanksgiving. See, again, flaw in the See, system. here we go. And so, and then I was on by myself, so I went nine and seven. No bueno. Uh, and then last week, uh, JD seemed, JD seemed to think that we have the same record. JD seemed to think that we were both, uh, we both went with the same picks and we went two and two. Uh, I, I think that we differed on two of them and the one of them, uh, I just ended up winning, and he yeah, lost. But so he was you, I, if I recall right, so, you picked Atlanta. So he's thinking that I picked Atlanta, and that may be true. Let's just say, let's say Grant, and Grant, if it's wrong, you're Grant, flawed. you're fired. If, if it's if it's not right, Grant, you're fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if it's not right, then okay. So I give you that. So let's say it's two and two. Now we have the same record in that one. So now we got to subtract one law, one win from me, right? Mm-hmm. And add a loss. Okay, so okay, wait. So we do that. Okay, so overall, it now looks like then, and I'm subtracting a loss, a uh, win. Okay, it is forty-five and seventeen. I am right to your thirty-eight and twenty-four. I want to recount. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the state of Florida. This is this is Bush all over again. I want a recount. Oh, I knew you would, sir. I knew you would, Grant. Thank you very much for digging all that up for us. We really appreciate it, man. It's uh, this is so satisfying to watch JD's face because he really does want to recount and he really doesn't think that I actually do. Oh, yeah. But but even if let's say I gave him you know two or three wins, it still wouldn't. It'd be neither here nor there. So, what's up this weekend, though? So there, yeah. So now let's get into it. This is this is it. This is it. Uh, okay. So this weekend, Saturday, Saints at the 49ers. Come on with it, JD. Who you got? And everybody's listening. Saints. Hmm. That's you a know, tough one. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I'm, and I'm looking at 49ers only because somebody told me that the field was going to be a hot disaster. If it's a fast track, Saints all day, the machine runs through them. If it's not a fast track, but it's still, I still think that Breeze, Breeze is a beast though. You can't, you can't go against Breeze. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. So I went with the Saints too. So we're on the same page with that one. Okay. Uh, Denver at the Patriots. I'm actually going to go with Denver. Nice. I'll take the Patriots uh, in a beatdown. Okay, so we differ on that one, just so that's it's all mm-hmm. out there and open. Uh, Texas, the Texans at Baltimore. Baltimore. Really? Ray Ray and the crew. Ray Ray and the crew didn't show up the week before <clears throat> that, though. I mean, they, they but they're not a two real... two week in a row. Type of team, yeah, that, and they had a week off too. So trust me, I do, and I do love, I love, I love Ray Rice. Ray yeah. Rice is my guy. And next year fantasy, I don't care what league I'm in, I want to try to get him because he's a beast. He's just an animal. Uh, my sister and I call him uh, Ray Chicken Fried Rice. Yeah, I have, I have something to say about your sister too. Responded to my Facebook message after we do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm gonna go with Houston just to be different. Good. I'm gonna pick Houston. 
All right, so we could we could differ on that. Give you a chance to catch up, break out the mustard seed, and catch up. Uh, so I took Houston, <laughs> you took Baltimore. Okay, yeah, I know it's a corny day today. Uh, Giants, Giants at Pittsburgh. At Packers. I mean at Packers. Sorry, I got saw the P. I just assumed there was playoffs. I thought Pittsburgh would be in there. Wait, this, they're not. This is scary. Are you nuts? You remember what happened in New England around this time when they played uh, the the Giants? And they were undefeated in playoff time. Yeah, but but Pats, the Pats aren't. I mean, the uh, Packers aren't undefeated. But they well, got that off their back. That machine. And the Patriots almost weren't undefeated that year too because of the Giants. The Giants, for some reason, Tom Coughlin has like twenty lives. Yeah, and they, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, and and they they have recently shown a toughness. Right, they've shown a toughness that I I thought I was like wow that you know that's a really tough and resilient team you know I mean they've been through it they had to win out they had to do what they had to do they had to take care of business and they did and Greg Jennings back for the band. and Greg Jennings is back so the machine is back to its full and I don't even call it a machine because I think that these guys are just they're just workers you know I I I really like to pay I, I like Green Bay to defend. I like Green Bay to win, uh, to go to the Super Bowl. So I got Green Bay beating them. I got Green Bay beating the Giants. Hmm. I'm going to take, this is a tough one. I'm from Chicago. I just can't go with Green Bay even though ah! I'm, I'm going with the Giants. Nice. Okay, so we differ on two of them. Okay, so Grant, write that down. We are different on two of them, so when it comes back three and one or four I and oh, down. I'm writing it down now. So when it comes back four and zero oh or three and one, he can't go back and go. I thought you went with Baltimore when. So I didn't go with Baltimore. I took the Texans. All right, and I took the Packers, and we both took the Saints. You took the Broncos, and I took the Pats. Well, we we on that. We got I it. Agree. All right, so we're all on the same page. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this show up, and I sincerely want to thank my co-host, J.D., for being the man. Thanks, appreciate D. appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, and I uh, hope everyone has a very great uh, and exciting and long and safe holiday weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, we'll be back with you uh, uh, next Friday, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news uh, about these picks uh, for me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Darnell Autry. JD Hair. Voice America. Outside of Spotlight. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.